Welcome to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com, where we provide meaningful and informative content about the events that affect market trends and shape global markets. This is the weekly outlook here at XM.com. Thanks for joining us. I'm Cristina Marujos, and with me today is senior investment analyst Mario Sechikiriakos. We'll be having a look at the upcoming week, which is going to be relatively quiet, one would say. Of course, that doesn't mean that it won't have important events for markets, one of which is the latest inflation report out of the United States on Wednesday. We heard the Fed, Mario's this week insisting that this inflation episode is going to be transitory, but it looks like markets aren't completely convinced. What are we likely to see in the CPI report and how might the dollar move? Hello, Christina. Well, the Fed is sticking to the transitory narrative, but if you look at their language, they are becoming less confident about it, right? So this whole inflation episode seemed transitory early on. It was supply chains being paralyzed. It was shipping costs, energy prices going up. Uh, massive government spending, all of these factors can push inflation higher, but they typically wear off after a while. And the central banks were thinking, as long as inflation expectations are not rising, it's all transitory. Well, lo and behold, inflation expectations have risen pretty dramatically. Derivatives investors are essentially saying this shock is going to last much longer than what we were expecting because it's not just supply problems anymore. Wages are starting to accelerate. Rents are starting to play catch up with uh, soaring house prices. And Congress is about to bring more spending to this party, right? So that's why the upcoming uh, inflation report is going to be so crucial. It's going to reveal whether inflationary pressures continue to broaden out. Now, if we see broadening inflationary pressures, that's not transitory. Now, the forecast suggests that the, the yearly CPI rate is going to jump to 5.9%, almost 6%, which is very considerable. And the forecast is supported by various business surveys. If you look at the, at the PMIs, the market PMIs, the ISM surveys, everything is showing very strong inflationary pressure. So if there is any surprise, I think that the risks are even tilted to the upside. We might see an even stronger than expected number. Now, what does all of this mean for the Fed? The markets right now are pricing in two rate increases uh, from the Fed next year, September and December. Now, if we see inflation accelerating further, though, and the overall economy is doing well and Congress is bringing more spending, I think there's a risk that the markets could bring this entire timeline forward. We could see expectations for a third rate increase, perhaps. Now, that spells upside risks for the dollar. I think that the outlook for the dollar remains positive, and I think we are going to see uh, the U.S. currency outperform the currencies whose central banks could disappoint market expectations for aggressive rate increases. And those specifically are the Australian dollar and the British pound. Well, you mentioned the Aussie. Let's cross into Australia now because we're expecting the jobs numbers for October on Thursday. And this report comes right after the pushback of rate hike expectations from the Reserve Bank of Australia. If the report is solid, do you think it might change the RBA's stance on rate hikes? Well, the report is probably going to be solid because the economy is coming out of a lockdown. Usually when you have a reopening, you get really strong data early on. But I don't think that's going to change the RBA's thinking. So the RBA made it very clear this week. We are not gonna, going to raise interest rates until 2023. 
but the markets continue to price in three rate increases for next year. Now, to be clear, the Australian economy is not that strong, right? What I think is happening is that investors are extrapolating what happened in New Zealand, the very powerful recovery we saw in New Zealand, and they are thinking the same thing is going to happen in Australia because the two economies, Australia and New Zealand, they share very similar characteristics. They are both commodity exporters. They both rely on China. Usually they move together. But thinking that the exact same thing is going to happen to Australia, I think is a mistake this time. So I think that the risks surrounding the Aussie are tilted to the downside because even though the Reserve Bank of Australia might raise, might raise interest rates next year, they are not going to raise them three times. Maybe there's going to be one rate hike. I could even see two rate hikes, but three rate increases as the markets are currently pricing in is quite unrealistic in my view. And Marius, before I let you go, is there anything else on next week's calendar investors should be on the lookout for? Definitely. So we have some data out of China, specifically, we're going to get inflation data on Wednesday, and those are going to be crucial, specifically producer prices, the PPI. That's going to show us whether whether China continues to export inflation abroad, essentially. So it's going to be a, a very crucial uh, piece of the inflation puzzle. And finally, in the UK, we're going to get the GDP numbers for uh, the third quarter on Thursday. Now, the Bank of England did not raise interest rates this week. It was a massive disappointment because they they hyped the prospect of a rate hike. Everyone was expecting a rate hike. The disappointment sent the pound much lower, but the markets remain confident that this was just a, a delay, right? So they are still pricing in almost four rate increases for the next year. I think that's a little too aggressive as well for the United Kingdom. Now, the economy is strong, but it's not that strong, and it doesn't need dramatically higher interest rates. The main reason the Bank of England wants to raise interest rates is to keep inflation expectations in check, but that they can achieve that with far less tightening that was currently priced in. So, long story short, I think there's scope for more disappointment in the British pound. Marios, it was great having you with me today. This was the Weekly Outlook. Thanks for joining us at XM.com. Thank you for listening to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com. For more in-depth technical and fundamental analysis, be sure to visit www.xm.com forward slash research.